my name is Brandon Devine. I um, live in Los Angeles and um, I am a, a radio producer. I've worked in public media for a long time. And then about two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic, I moved over to Apple Music and um, been working from home ever since. And uh, yeah, my life is pretty much non-existent during the pandemic. So it's just work and chill at home for the most part. How and when did you find out you had COVID? Did you have any symptoms? I did. I So I found out um, I was vaccinated, but with the J&J shot, I got vaccinated at the end of March of last year. And um, I was very cautious throughout the early pandemic. And then in June of last year, uh, end of June, so about three months after I got my shot, I went to a Dodger game. And uh, it was one of the first games that they were back at full attendance. Um, and, you know, wore my mask there. But of course, when you're sitting in the seats, eating hot dogs and drinking beers, um, you know, took my mask off. And I even remarked to my friend that I was with, I was like, I can't believe there's, you know, tens of thousands of people here. I think at the time, the vaccination rate was like maybe half. And so I was like, wow. And especially at a, at a baseball game, I was like, wow, all the people here, um, you know, there's probably a lot of people who are unvaccinated. Um, a couple of days later, I, I thought that I had a cold. In fact, my doctor thought that I had a cold. Um, because I just, you know, I did, I had, I did have a fever, but you know, it was runny nose, sore throat. Um, my doctor thought I had a cold because that was going around at the same time, um, and we only had a virtual visit, so she just judged me off of my symptoms. And the only reason why I ended up getting tested was a, you know, just to be sure I was quarantining anyway, um, but also uh, I was getting ready to go on a trip, and so I, I was like, well, you know, maybe I should get tested anyway. And she said that's that's never a bad thing. So I went to, I, um, I'm on in West LA. So I went to one of the UCLA med centers cause I went to UCLA. Um, and, uh, they, even the doctor that saw me before I got my test, she thought up that I had a cold, but then when I got my test, it came back positive. So, um, that was back at the end of June. And at the time I didn't have brain fog. The only, I mean, other than just regular cold symptoms, the only thing that was going on was my tastes were off. They weren't gone, but my tastes were off. And so everything tasted really salty, but I was staying home. I, I was sick anyway. So I was drinking like, you know, soup for dinner. And so I was just like, oh, you know, this ramen's really salty. I didn't really think anything of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that those were my initial onset symptoms and I could still smell. So I didn't. Yeah. How did you go about the COVID recovery process after your diagnosis? Um, well, there's not really much one can do. Um, you know, uh, my symptoms, by the time that I tested positive, my symptoms were gone. Um, with the exception, again, at the time, I didn't really know, but my, my tastes were off. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really the, the lingering COVID symptoms. I've, like everybody, I've been, you know, just uh, searching the internet all the time and everybody has different ideas. You know, I've, I've always taken a multivitamin, but I've, you know, tried taking zinc and other things that people have recommended. Um, but again, that was the end of June. So the most persistent long COVID, um, my, my taste comes and goes, it's never hundred percent. I'd say on a good day, it's maybe 60%. Um, and, uh, things even, even when I can taste my, my taste seem off. Like I said, things don't taste as salty anymore, thankfully, but you know, some things I can taste better than others. Um, and that's now going on six or seven months. And, um, and then brain, my brain fog started actually months later and I tested again. I wasn't positive, um, for COVID, but, um, 
my, my brain fog started months later. And so all, all I've been trying to do is just, you know, try to maintain a regular sleep work health schedule, which I'm not doing a very good job at. Um, but I do run every other day. I do, you know, try to eat well for the most part. Um, I cut back on, on, you know, uh, weed and, and booze just because with my brain fog, it's like, it doesn't help. Um, so I'm drinking less. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm just trying to let time run its course and hopefully it does. I don't know. So post COVID brain fog, which would include the slowing of thinking and processing is something you've had experience with. When did you start feeling the actual effects of this phenomenon? My brain fog started months later in October. And, um, I've, I've seen three doctors now, including a neurologist, and they all think it's, it's a combination of COVID, uh, long COVID, because I still have other long COVID symptoms like taste, uh, um, and, and stress, um, and they kind of compound each other. So, um, you know, the stress of being sick, the stress of not being able to taste things, um, you know, work of course, but, um, that happened in October and it was a particularly stressful weekend. Uh, I've never had a panic attack in my life. And uh, I had a, a, what I found out later was a panic attack while driving. So I, I started to pass out while driving. Um, and so I pulled over, I was in the middle of central California. So I um, checked myself into an urgent care and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I, I'm dizzy behind the wheel. I don't know what's going on. They checked my, my uh, symptoms. And, you know, I had high blood pressure at the time. I, I don't normally, um, but they couldn't figure out what was going on. And so I went to end up, I ended up going by, by the time I was able to get back down to LA, I went, end up going to my doctor. Um, and the reason why they think it's both stress and COVID often people with stress I've learned now, um, you know, will get brain fog sometimes, uh, in stressful situations or whatever, but it, it ebbs and flows. It comes and goes, um, then they also have other patients with, with brain fog from COVID. And it usually it's a little bit more uh, pronounced than mine. I mean, for me, it's, uh, it's consistent. Uh, I wake up in the morning, foggy headed. I go to bed at night, foggy headed. I work all day, foggy headed. Um, and so that's why they do think that it, it's a mixture of stress and long COVID because usually with their stress people, it kind of comes and goes as, as things are stressful or not. Um, but for me, yeah, it's, it's been consistent since October. And I think that, especially I've done some research on my end, there was a Guardian article last year that talked about the, there being a link between stress, anxiety, depression, which I don't have, but, um, and folks that, that get long COVID and, and some of these brain symptoms. So I think just kind of the compounding trauma of stress and then and then you know this virus kind of lurking around in, in one's head even though they're not uh, positive anymore um, I think that's what kind of caused it so I'm still dealing with it um, and it's so bad that for me uh, yeah I wake up go to bed it's always the same it's it's I have it right now it feels though like I've had a beer but not in a good way uh, it feels like a slight slightly fuzzy um, but it's enough to be off-putting. I've gotten used to it now, but I can't focus. It's hard reading. Um, it's hard watching TV. Um, for work, I have to like triple check all my emails just to make sure that I don't say something goofy. And, and there's been a few times that I've sent some out and, and they don't make any sense. Um, not, not huge things, you know, I'm not spouting nonsense, but, you know, just like grammatical things that I wouldn't do before, um, you know, or like little things I would normally catch. And I do a lot of writing for work. 
Um, so that's been difficult. But the, the most debilitating part of all of this has been um, because I have trouble focusing, when I get behind the wheel, I'm not as uh, alert. And I can drive around town at kind of like slow speeds. And so I've been, you know, driving around town. But when I get on the freeway, and it's been consistent since October, and I, I try every couple of weeks, um, I get vertigo. So I have trouble focusing. I mean, you know, it's a seven lane freeway in Los Angeles. So I get I can't focus on anything other than the car in front of me or I start to get uh, dizzy. Um, and so I've been off the freeways in L.A. for since October and, you know, how limiting that is. So um, so that's one thing that's been very persistent and it's been a pain. Reflecting back on your time with COVID and its after effects, is there anything you would have done differently either before your diagnosis or during your recovery? Um, you know, I mean, it's hard to say that because, you know, I, I was vaxxed, I was masked, you know, I probably got a little too comfortable being vaccinated, being masked, where even though I was outdoors, um, you know, and you, and you are okay to take your mask off, I probably shouldn't. And I probably shouldn't have gone to the Dodger game, um, you know, if, if I really wanted to avoid it. Um, and so I do, you know, that, that part is unfortunate. I also got the J and J shot, which, you know, again, I do, I'm sure much like yourself being at school, but like I do research before I do anything. And, you know, I knew J and J wasn't the most effective. However, it was the first available. So I ended up getting that. And, um, and so, you know, there are little things that I'd do differently, but I think eventually everybody's going to get it, unfortunately, um, you know, or fortunately, you know, these new variants that are more, um, uh, transmissible, they seem to be less potent. And so people, I have a lot of friends who have gotten sick since, and they haven't experienced any side effects. Um, but a lot of people I know who got it very early on are still, you know, kind of dealing with some stuff. Now, I don't know anybody who's dealing with brain fog. Um, but, uh, but I do know people who, who solve issues with taste and smell. So, and then during the recovery, I mean, I, I still quarantined, even if, even though I thought that I was, uh, had a cold and, um, you know, I've been doing my best, uh, you know, just trying to stay on top. I went to a neurologist. I just got a, an MRI from UCLA. Um, you know, I'm just trying to stay on top of it as much as I can. But what I've learned is like literally everybody's different. And so it's not like here's five steps that you need to do. If there, if there were, if there are 20 steps, I would do them. Um, I've just been trying to, you know, read as much as I can that is helpful. There's a lot out there that isn't. Um, and, uh, you know, and just try to stay positive. I mean, it could be a lot worse. Thank you so much to Brandon Devine for speaking with me about post-COVID brain fog. He hopes to bring awareness to this condition to those who have similar symptoms. For more information, visit universityofcalifornia.edu. This was Terry John from KCSB News.